Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Purple Charm Experience, where I am your host, Chamira E. Fleming, but you can call me Mai. On today's episode, I'll be discussing my year in review, and it's not your typical year in review. No, no, no. This is a motivate, aspire, inspire year in review. I'll also We'll be reading the last excerpt from The Violet Rose. I'll give you a little bit of Prince history. And as always, I'll start it off with my quote of the day. And you'll also get my sip of the week. So without further ado, let's dive right into this episode. My quote of the day. Celebrate endings, for they precede new beginnings. By Jonathan Huey. When I chose this particular quote, um, in thinking about our year that has been a (laughs) disarray, discord, lots of confusion, um uproar, all the things that would be considered that could go wrong in terms of Murphy's Law could go wrong this year. And I was thinking about this quote and I was, you know, considering the fact that, you know, we must celebrate even in the times when things are coming to an end especially a a moment in time such as this has been so challenging and trying. We still have to celebrate the things that we were able to accomplish to, to be able to get through as individuals and as a collective. Um, My hope is that you found of you had some wins this year and the ending of this year, I hope, um, that it fuels your future for a fresh and better start for the year ahead. Um, I wanted to think about the fact that um, going into 2021, we should remember um, not to take 2020 that nasty baggage into our new year. Like let's leave this crap behind us and go into 2021 positive with a fresh slate and not bringing any of this into the new year because uh (laughs) I tell you for me I don't want I don't want none of 2020 (laughs) around me (laughs) I don't want it to take it into the new year to be honest you know I was thinking about um a blog post that I wrote back in 2018 July 2018 that particular post I was talking about having confidence in your power to say no. And ironically this year, um, as we close the the year, I've been seeing a lot of, um, posts and, 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 and articles and things like that. That's talking about the confidence of no being able to say no. And it's interesting that now it's a trend It's trending. That topic is trending. Um, because when I wrote, about having a confidence to say no. I was literally going through a time in my life where I just started 
you know, Creative Calfrey and I was doing some, you know, some a little bit of consulting work, um, side work, if you will. Um, and at the time, the partnership between myself and this other business that I was doing work for, it was not going to be beneficial for me and it wasn't serving me. And I had to be confident and the fact that I, what I was feeling, this gut feeling that I was having warranted me being able to say no. And so, um, I feel like not only do we have to be able to say no to others when it's not serving us, but we have to be able to say no to ourselves when it's not serving us. So, and the things that we went through in 2020, if it didn't serve us, in 2020 how will you how are you able how are you going to tell yourself no I'm not going to bring that with me because it's not serving me this year it's definitely not going to serve me in the future so the message here is celebrate what we've been through celebrate it even though it's been hard even though it's been a challenge even though it's been tough celebrate that because that is what's going to fuel you to be able to get through the future. That's when it's going to be a fuel you to make sure that when you go into 2021, you're going to have a better, a better vantage point, a better vision for what you want for the new year. So that's my message for you today. I hope you take something from it, um, that it adds value to your lives. Um, And I just want to end this by saying, say yes to pursuing your greatness in 2021 and leave everything that hindered you in 2020, leave it behind. So my topic for today was to discuss my year in review. And as I stated in the opening, it's not your typical year in review, but a motivate, aspire, inspire year in review. Because I feel like, as you all know, we have to remain vigilant and to be motivated to aspire to our greatness. And while we're doing those things to become great, that we're inspiring someone else, if not many, along the way. In 2021, in my opinion, um, is going to be that year where all of the things that, you know, we've been kind of in incubated in 2020 in our homes. And, you know, a lot of people have been uh, coming up with ideas and creating and doing all these things it's gonna it's gonna be an explosion of creative out uh, creativity from a vast number of people and things I believe coming in 2021 you know 2020 was a dumpster fire <laughs> year for navigating unforeseeable setbacks and you know for me I begin the year. Uh, in a positive place like I was on a high note I had begun the year doing the things that I love which one of those things is urban line dancing 
I went to the UC Star Awards to see one of my best friends and sister. She's like a sister to me, receive an award and uh, my line dance instructor, uh, also like a bit sister to me, receive uh, several awards for dances that they had created within the line dance, urban line dance community. Um, and we did that. That was in Baltimore. That was awesome. The same day I received my second makeup artistry certification or certificate from part of my glow, which was formerly glow makeup Academy, um, in Baltimore. And, uh, and then fast forward, you know, the end of February, for threes and charm and it was you know it seemed like the 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 year was all to an amazing start and i was looking so i was so looking forward to all of the things that was going to be for 2020 and then the pandemic hit and like many of you you know i've been predominantly home in my home for the last nine months of my life just you know, doing what I can from these quote unquote four walls. And although I've been home, I made some major business accomplishments. And um, some of those things I'm really, really, really proud of. And I've shared some of that with you guys um, through the podcast. And these have been milestones that, that, you know, I'm proud of that I was have been working on prior to um, the pandemic, and I don't know if I would have accomplished them as quickly had it not been for the pandemic, because I had time to focus on these things because there was nowhere to go. I wasn't distracted by, you know, extracurricular activities such as like my line dance and stuff. I was traveling a lot with line dancing, and I didn't have that to distract me. One of the things that I knew going into 2020 was that I was going to cut back on some of the things that I did, you know, that I love to do so I can focus on the things that um, I needed to focus on for Creative Calfaray. And I just wanted to share with you guys, you know, some of those things that I accomplished this year. Um, For instance, uh, I've registered my business trademarks for you know that is something that is major for me um, to have my my logo my brand uh, my brand motivate aspire inspire to have all these things actually trademarked and registered trademarks so that I am the one and true owner and you know have you know, free will over these, these entities that I've created, that's a huge deal. You know, it's major for any business to, to be able to establish that, but especially for a small business owner and entrepreneur to do that, that's, you know, a major deal. And I don't take it lightly that I was able to do it this year. Um, also I supported well over 15 black owned or diverse businesses this year by actually um, purchasing their their products, using their products, and sharing their information on my social media platforms, and that I've spent well over twenty five hundred dollars 
or more supporting these businesses. And for some of them, I am a repeat customer for them. Not because I'm doing it because, um, you know, I'm just doing it. I'm doing it because I believe in their businesses. I believe in the, you know, the work that they're doing. And part of what they're doing, their stories, many of them fall in line or align with the my hallmarks, you know, to motivate, aspire, and inspire. And they have really some of these companies. Um, item that they sell or one of their t-shirts that their t-shirt that they sell um proceeds go to feed the homeless uh, a vegan meal also uh just 614 um the owner of that company started it um after the loss of her daughter and so every every uh candle that she sells goes back into how to keep the memory of her daughter alive with the scholarship that she's created in her daughter's name so um, I just enjoy supporting businesses like that. And it's been a, an amazing journey this year, connecting with a lot of these businesses, these businesses and supporting their efforts and making sure that they know that, you know, although we are small businesses, we support, you know, if we can support each other, we can bring awareness to the world. And it's just been a joy to be able to share, you know, that with the people who, either follow me or listen to this podcast and and get to know these companies. And so I hope to do more of that in the, in the upcoming year and actually get some of these folks onto the podcast so that uh, we can have a discussion about their companies and what they're doing. Um, also, I'm working on finishing my third novel, romance novel. Hopefully it will be finished by uh, December 31st. I know I only have a day. <laughs> and a half left <laughs> but I am working on it it is coming um I think you're gonna love it and I can't wait to share it with you guys but it will be out in 2021 that is for sure and I will be starting the fourth book to come shortly thereafter so stay tuned for that um and then finally this year I started this podcast as a result of meeting some of the ladies that um, joined me for my first book launch even though I had that was my second book my second romance novel it was my first actual launch and um, doing something really big to um, celebrate writing my second book and so um, after talking to those ladies and telling them about some of the background on the stories and things like that you know I saw that there was a need they wanted to hear the background on somebody, you know, how I wrote the book. And so I decided to start this podcast as a, as a result of that. And I'm proud of, you know, the things that I've done with it. I'm sure and hope to do more. And I, I hope that you guys, you know, enjoy what I'm doing and please feel free to let me know if you want more or something or less of something, just let me know. I, I, I'm definitely all ears and, and looking forward to bringing more content in 2021 and better content on a more consistent basis. And I hope that you stay with me for the ride. Um, so, you know, when I look back on the year that is <laughs> 2020, um, some good has happened and it hasn't all been completely bad, right? You know, it hasn't all been bad. 
Um, I mean, we voted Trump out for God's sakes. <laughs> and we uh, hopefully will have a better administration in the White House that's going to do the work. We also got um, this new vaccine. And I think life is looking up, right? I mean, we're off to a much better place than where we've been over the last year. So, although many of this year's setbacks have been unforeseen, and they have inevitably become my setup for a stronger comeback in 2021. So, as I close out the discussion piece, I just want to leave you with the question of how will you come back in 2021? Make it strong, go hard, stay positive, and keep a mind mindset. Always motivate, aspire, inspire. My sip of the week. So guys, for my sip of the week this week, it comes to us from Chandon. It is the Blanc de Pinot Noir. And, you know, I chose this one. I, I truly enjoy drinking the uh, Chandon brand um, wines, uh, sparkling wines. Um, I drink it throughout the year. Um, but I chose this one because prior to, um, well, pre New Year's Eve. This is what I've been sipping for the week. And so um, it is a beautiful, um, a beautiful, you know, sparkling wine that uh, has notes of cherry, currant, and strawberry. Um, very nice. Um, you can pair it with um, everything, really, um, from grilled chicken to shrimp to you know some of your simpler fares or um if you wanted to do cheese and or charcuterie tray um it's just perfect for you know entertaining or just sipping alone and just chilling out um it's one of the driest you know wines from this particular um collection and so um you know if you you know if you like something that's dry and um can handle it <laughs> I, I definitely recommend it um but yeah this is what i'm going to be drinking for the week and then um for sure for new year's i'm going to um pick up one of my favorite uh, uh champagnes i haven't decided yet but I will be grabbing a bottle of champagne, but this week I just wanted to give you something, you know, simple, no cocktails, just a brute dry um, wine that is um, perfect for, you know, celebrations or if you wanted to go, you know, just a little or something low key at home just for you to sip on it. Just, you know, it, every day is a celebration, so you could pop you know, a bottle of Chandon <laughs> Blanc de Pinot Noir and call it a day and just, you know, just celebrate just life in itself. And so I just wanted to give you that. 
and if you like it please let me know um it's definitely worth um the pickup so um cheers not distressed but it just made me I just became really um overcome with tears and I thought about my relationship with my own mother when I wrote this part of the, the book and I wanted to make it beautiful and touching um it's a, a you know a lot of people deal with loss in life and I wanted to talk about what it means to care so much for somebody and to have them slip away from you, um, especially a parent, um, having them slip away slowly, but it's happening and you're witnessing the slip and 
It's nothing that you can do about it. All you can do is just cherish the moments, the final moments that you're having with this person. You don't know when the last moment will be, but you just become thankful for the the moments that you're having with them at that time. And so you try to remain in that, that place and hold on to it. And I think it becomes, you know, like the simplicity of the vanilla ice cream, in my opinion, um, symbolized, you know, innocence and purity and cleansing of old issues and baggage that they had between them and things that they needed to wash away. And it was almost as if when you're going through a painful situation or things like that, or uh, a lot of times people will go have something that they love, a treat that they love. And ice cream is one of those things that people love to have. And I just wanted to use vanilla ice cream as a way, as a symbolic way of them squashing any old tensions that they had um, as a way to connect them to something that uh, is a an American favorite, you know, a lot of people's favorite dessert or treat. Not only that, um, realizing something so simple when you are battling something so that, you know, something like cancer, when you're battling something like cancer, the, the simplest things that you used to love to be able to taste, to finally be able to taste them again, what that means, you know, the gravity of what that means, and uh, also the gravity of having your loved one hold on to um, this moment and that uh, symbolize a place and time. The ice cream symbolize a lot of things, symbolize a place and time. This point in time between these two characters having a, a real moment that a lot of people have and um, I'm just so proud of the way I wrote chapter 14 because it was touching for me. I drew on some experiences of watching family members that was dealing with that at the same time. And, um, you know, the close relatives of mine that was dealing with that and their, how they was, they were able to support their family member and how they were able to be real with themselves with how they were feeling in that moment and I observed and I watched and then I thought about my own relationship with my own mother and though I've not gone through she and I have not gone through things like that um, you know something so serious like that but I thought about what it would feel like if I had to be in that situation, if I was faced with losing her when I'm not, you know, not ready. No one's ever really ready to lose a parent or someone close to them. But what if you face with the fact that you have to? How are you going to make the most of those moments with that person before they go? And make... You know, 
the time with you that you have meaningful and so I wanted to write that between these two characters and I'm hoping that people who read it can identify with it and can relate because there's a message in it and it's to always find a moment that can be cherished no matter how simple it is it can be something as simple as having your favorite soda your favorite slice of pizza have it with that person that these or people that you care about and let it be real and let it be meaningful because those are the memories that we cherish and we carry with us long after they're gone long after we're gone you know and so um yeah this is a really is literally one of my favorites and uh i'm just happy i was able to share that with you today so i hope you you enjoyed it and um if you're reading the book i hope you enjoyed that part of the book too and um please feel free to drop me a line or let me know what you think um if you're you haven't picked up my books please feel free to to you know they're available on amazon um the violet rose and three is a charm and soon to be book three i won't drop the name yet but soon to come and uh please check out my website and uh connect with me on social media i look forward to hearing from you guys so without um with that said thank you so much for listening and i hope you enjoy me reading these excerpts from the book um yeah we will be uh jumping into book two soon so stay tuned for that thanks hey 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 everyone so now it's time for one of my favorite parts of the episode which is when i talk about prince history so if you didn't know who prince was let me just tell you unless you was living under a rock but it's okay not everybody knows who he is prince was a minnesota-based singer songwriter musician studio engineer actor, director, dancer, and music legend. Over his nearly 40-year career, he sold more than 100 million albums. He also won seven Grammys and an Oscar. He was the main creator of the Minneapolis Sound, a blending of rhythm and blues, funk, rock, pop, punk, and new wave that defined the music of the 1980s. Now, this week on with for my prince history it's not necessarily a prince history but just a a heads up or let you know or here you go and you know if you didn't know just wanted to let you know that um this week well not this week but on december 15th uh the prince estate released um the hits album the hits one album so uh if you if you don't want to know what I'm talking about, uh, Prince released 
um, long ago, uh, he did an album called The Hits, and it was basically supposed to be a five-disc set, but it ended up being a triple CD set, and it was released as a standalone CD, as well as one of a triple CD set, excuse me, with The Hits 2 and The Hits and The B-Sides. And so, it's basically a col- uh, the tracks is basically a collection of his music that was split across two separate CDs with more with some of the more explicit songs on the Hits 2 album um but basically it had all of some of his greatest songs or on those albums some of the it's almost like a best of album and um the estate re-released it on December 15th. I actually ordered it. I'm still waiting on my, my copies. I want my copies. Uh, but it's, I, I actually ordered the, the, the vinyls of it this time. I have the CDs, but um, when they re-released it, I ordered the vinyl because eventually, you know, I want to be able to, we have a record player. I want to hear this stuff on vinyl, so I ordered vinyl for it. Um, but the hits one contains two previously unreleased tracks that I didn't realize, um, that had never been released tracks. One is, uh, pink cashmere. And I think he wrote that for one of his girlfriends, um, back in the day. Um, uh, I can't remember who it was written for. Um, but I know it was one of Prince's girlfriends back in the day. Um, let me find it. I'll find it and I will at least talk about it in a second. Uh, and then also, um, Raven to the Joy Fantastic. And I didn't realize that, uh, he actually had an unreleased album that, was called Raven to the Joy Fantastic that he was working on in 1988. And as he was working on it, he kind of like put it to the side so that he can do um, the work that he did for the Batman's movie soundtrack. But it's interesting that the song uh, Raven to the Joy Fantastic was not... has no relation to the album that he released in 1999 because as I was doing, you know, the research about, you know, what I wanted to talk about for the Prince history today, um, I was surprised to find that this unreleased track had nothing to do with what he released in 1999. And that particular album, Raven to the Joy, fantastic that he released in 1999 it's probably one of my favorite albums too I enjoy listening to that album um but uh back to Pink Cashmere this song was written for his then girlfriend uh Anna Fantastic also Anna Garcia and the song references the actual gift he presented to her which was a coat made of pink cashmere with a black mink collar and cuff uh, the name Anna Fantastic embroidered on the sleeve and 89 on the back. And the coat was valued at $15,000 being custom made by his personal designer, uh, personal staff designer, 
Now, I think that's, you know, just super cool. I remember reading about it, you know, shortly after he died and just learning about all these great things about him and some of the songs and everything. And I just really thought it was, you know, really cute that he wrote this song for uh, his girlfriend at the time. And so um, if you didn't know this little bit of tidbit of Prince history and that the re-release of uh, the Hits album is out now um, through the Prince Estate. You know, here's, here's your, here you go, <laughs> that you should know. And uh, I hope you, you enjoyed this little bit of Prince history. Hey guys, I just want to say thank you for joining me this episode of the Purple Charm Experience. If you enjoy this podcast, please continue to support by subscribing and also join me each and every time I post a new episode. Not to mention to share it with your friends and family because they also need to enjoy this experience too. So with that being said, I just want to say thank you again and I'll see you